Welcome to Creative Biolabs. We provide reliable oncolytic virus therapy development services for clients globally. Our service covers all aspects from virus engineering, cell biology, to animal testing. We have archived professional academic reports and the latest scientific progress on oncolytic virus therapy by making it into a podcast column. You can subscribe us to follow the latest updates on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Today, there are many ways to treat cancer, and treatment opinions are usually decided by two factors, the type of cancer and at which stage cancer has progressed. Immunotherapy is developing rapidly in this century. With the advantages of high efficiency and convenience, it has become a popular cancer treatment method that scientists pay close attention to days and nights. So in today's program, we invited Jensen to give us a more detailed introduction to this great new cancer treatment opinion. Welcome Jensen to our program. Jensen and his team have been working on immunotherapy for years. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for your invitation. When we talk about cancer treatments, many people's first reaction is chemotherapy and the associated problems of hair loss, vomiting and bone marrow suppression. Sounds very daunting. However, like you just said, more treatment methods are under development and are available. In addition to traditional surgery, radiotherapy, and chemotherapy, immunotherapy has gradually taken a big part as well. I think some audiences might be unfamiliar with immunotherapy. Could you give us a bit more detail on this? Of course. Immunotherapy has shown great potential as a targeted method to treat cancer. As the name suggests, it is a kind of method to treat diseases using the body's own immune system to fight against the proliferation of cancer cells. There are already a variety of cancer immunotherapies to choose from, and this new treatment has even been recognized as the first-line treatment. Immunotherapy can attack tumor cells by culturing and processing immune cells in patients. It is very different from traditional therapy. It can quickly and permanently remove a large number of tumor cells and reduce the load of tumor cells in vivo. As we all know, with the remarkable effect of anti-CD15-4 and anti-PD1 antibodies in cancer research, immunotherapy has set off a revolution in cancer treatment. So, what is immunotherapy? When it comes to immunotherapy, Many people think that immunotherapy is just a therapy to improve immunity, or that immunotherapy is an immunosuppressant. But in fact, immunotherapy is much more than that. It can be divided into four categories, immunosuppressant, tumor vaccine, cellular immunotherapy, and nonspecific immunomodulator. What is a tumor vaccine? I hear your team is working on this. When we talk about a tumor vaccine, we are talking about two categories of vaccines based on their efficacy. The first one, a preventive vaccine is to prevent the occurrence of cancer in healthy people. At present, there are two kinds of preventive tumor vaccines on the market, including human papillomavirus vaccine and hepatitis B virus vaccine. And then the second type, the therapeutic vaccine is the one that is used to treat cancer, and it can also be combined with surgery radiotherapy, chemotherapy for adjuvant treatment of tumor. My team is working on a viral vaccine.
Viral vaccine. It is an interesting topic. What is its principle in cancer treatment? So, for a viral vaccine, the tumor antigen gene is first inserted into the genome or plasmid DNA of bacteria or virus. After high level expression, it is transported to patients to simulate the natural infection of pathogens. The body is stimulated to produce efficient and lasting humoral and cellular immunity, which plays an anti tumor role. We call such viruses oncolytic viruses. It was initially considered as a kind of biological therapy that directly targets and kills cancer cells. Over the past 25 years, this initial cancer-centric view has expanded to recognize oncolytic viruses as powerful immune stimulants. It has the potential to induce anti-tumor immunity and overcome the immunosuppressive tumor microenvironment. How is the potential of the oncolytic virus discovered? Like its ability to induce anti-tumor immunity and overcome the immunosuppressive tumor microenvironment? In the course of a series of studies, scientists found that tumor-related antigens can be released by the death of immunogenic cells induced by the oncolytic virus, which are presented to T cells by cross-presentation of endogenous antigen-presenting cells. In addition, some oncolytic viruses with transgenic ability can be armed with additional therapeutic elements, such as immune regulatory genes, checkpoint inhibitors, suicide genes, or antiangiogenic factors. Therefore, the researchers who first worked on this thought that the main ability of the oncolytic virus was to kill tumor cells directly. Later, it was found that its more important ability was to regulate the immune system. Am I right? Yes. In addition to killing tumors directly, oncolytic virus has become a powerful partner of established and experimental immunotherapy due to its immunostimulatory effect. With the development of virus-mediated immune regulation, it is necessary to comprehensively analyze the tumor microenvironment and the factors that coordinate antivirus and anti-tumor immune response. I heard that your laboratory has developed a very efficient and safe oncolytic virus? Yes, in our laboratory, we study the oncolytic cell VSVGP. It is a safe and effective anti-tumor drug. This recombinant oncolytic cell has a rapid replication cycle and kills many different types of cancer. It induces a strong local inflammatory transformation of the tumor microenvironment and drives a strong adaptive immune response to the tumor. And while you are studying this VSVGP, how do you observe its regulatory effect on the immune system? What kind of method or index is used to measure its effectiveness in tumor treatment? In general, there are many complex processes involved in the regulation of the immune system by the oncolytic virus. In order to fully capture the complexity of the immunomodulatory effect of viral therapy, we usually use multidisciplinary methods to conduct an in-depth analysis of viral-treated tumors. Say if we want to characterize specific cellular immune components, such as multiple quantification of cytokines, we use fluorescence-activated cells sorting to analyze them. If we want to analyze the expression level of immune-related RNA during viral therapy, we use a method called nanostring. What is the principle of fluorescence-activated cell sorting? 
The main principle is to use laser to stimulate the cells with no fluorescence markers. Different types of cells were classified by detecting different fluorescence signals produced by cells. Finally, we will analyze or culture these cells. Can you elaborate more on the nanostring? Nanostring is a high-throughput method for RNA expression detection. You hybridize the target microRNA strand with another design tag RNA strand by using a designed and complementary RNA strand. Then you use the RNA linker to connect the two segments of RNA into a single RNA strand. After they are connected, the redundant bridging RNA and labeled RNA are removed. Then you can use T nanostring for quantitative detection. In other words, we analyze the influence of the oncolytic virus on immunity from several aspects. Can you give us an introduction on what to look for when analyzing the oncolytic virus? Sure. First, we analyze tumor infiltrating lymphocytes and tumor associated macrophages. T cell inflammation or hot tumors are more likely to respond to immunotherapy interventions than immune desert. The hot tumor is also called an immune cell infiltrating tumor. It is characterized by massive infiltration of T cells around and inside the tumor. The immune desert tumor shows a lack of T cells in both the inner and outer matrix of tumor cells. Although this view is generally correct, the pathogenicity of viral agents triggers an antiviral immune response and recruits cytotoxic T cells, which are not specific for uninfected tumor cells. Therefore, the outcome of oncolytic virus therapy also depends on the balance between antivirus and anti-tumor immunity to increase the response to tumor-associated antigens. In some cases, the recognition of tumor-specific immune cells is crucial, assuming that antiviral immunity can enhance the effect of anti-tumor therapy. I feel now we have learned so much about the oncolytic virus, its mechanism, what it can do to stimulate the immune response the cells that are associated with all these responses, and so much more. Can't help but wonder compared to our advancement now, what was used in the past research to study this, like what was used to analyze tumor-specific immune cells. Certainly. Yes, we have come a long way to get to where we are today. There were definitely some limitations. Previously, immunohistochemistry was used to identify specific cells. It applies the principle of antibody-antigen reaction in immunology, through the chemical reaction to make the color reagent of labeled antibody develop color to determine the antigen in tissue cells, and research localization, qualitatively and relative quantitatively. Although immunohistochemistry provides important information about the spatial distribution of infiltrating immune cells, it is limited in the number of markers that can be simultaneously used. In contrast, Flow cytometry certainly has more advantages? Hmm, I think so. Flow cytometry can be used for detailed phenotypic analysis of various cell subsets in the tumor microenvironment. In view of the dual nature of antivirus and anti-tumor immunity, the specificity and function of T cells can also be measured by flow. Recent developments allow the detection of a wide variety of T cell specificities. Is there any relationship between the phenotypic composition of T cells and the function of the immune system induced by oncolytic cells? 
A related problem of oncolytic virus-mediated immune activation is phenotypic composition and kinetics of memory and effector T-cell induction. In addition, immunosuppressive cells in the tumor microenvironment, such as bone marrow-derived suppressor cells, regulatory T-cells, and tumor-associated macrophages, inhibit the anti-tumor immune response. The phenotype and quantity of immunosuppressive cells are of great significance. It can help determine the mechanism of drug resistance and predict the combination partners of antiviral therapy to overcome drug resistance or further improve the treatment outcome. You mentioned using nanostring to analyze RNA expression levels. Is there any significance behind using this method? Right. Nanostring is to analyze the selective transcription of immune oncology. In order to evaluate the therapeutic response in the tumor microenvironment more widely, we use the targeted gene expression profiling system Nanostring. Its analysis system is called the Encounter. The Encounter analysis system allows direct multiplex measurement of gene expression in small amounts of mRNA extracted from therapeutic tumors. But what is the purpose of obtaining mRNA expression level? This setup allows the identification of different tumor-infiltrating immune cell populations by gene expression profiles. In addition, it can detect changes in immune function and response to treatment, such as immune checkpoint regulation. Overall, the trial provides a broad overview of the immune effects of oncolytic viral therapy in the tumor microenvironment. The gene expression analysis method is based on RNA direct detection. We use a specific fluorescent molecular reporter probe with a unique fluorescent molecular barcode at the 5 end and biotin at the 3 end of the capture probe. Each RNA molecule is detected by connecting to a specific probe with a unique fluorescent molecular barcode, which represents a specific binding RNA. The expression level of a gene is measured by counting the number of times its fluorescent barcode has been detected. How reliable is the analysis of gene expression profile? I wish I could say very reliable. But it really depends. The reliability depends on the quality of extracted RNA. Therefore, we really need an optimized extraction protocol to ensure high-quality RNAs. Right. An optimized and polished protocol is essential for many things. And besides immune-specific factors, do other cytokines have research significance? Of course. The study of cytokines provides an in-depth understanding of the factors that mediate normal immune function and regulation. In the context of oncolytic virus therapy, the dynamics of pro-inflammatory Th1 cytokines and inhibited Th2-related cytokines are particularly emphasized. For example, Vesicular stomatitis virus is a widely studied oncolytic virus, which has a good tumor-dissolving effect, but also an effective immunomodulator. For vesicular stomatitis virus-based virotherapy, strong induction of pro-inflammatory cytokines is associated with anti-tumor activity, even in the case of a monocyclic virus. This undoubtedly highlights the role of cytokine environment in coordinating anti-tumor immunity. Can you give us more details on the vesicular stomatitis virus? Has your team recombined the virus? The wild-type vesicular stomatitis virus is associated with the risk of neurotoxicity. 
So our team generated a chimeric virus variant VSVGP, in which the GP protein came from another virus. VSVGP is a strong inducer of interferon-stimulated genes and other pro-inflammatory molecules, which makes it a strong immune activator. Even when expressed in vivo, VSVGP can induce a very effective target-specific immune response. Sounds amazing. Does your team have a plan for tumor tissue analysis based on VSVGP virus therapy? Yes. We usually plan for multiple analyses. We want to obtain a lot of cytokine quantitative data from a very small sample. We chose methods that can also be used to evaluate the immune-related effects of other oncolytic viruses. In terms of the biology and kinetics of drugs, such as the time of tumor harvest during treatment, minor adaptations may be necessary. As our program is coming to the end for today, would you like to conclude today's discussion for our audience? Sure. In the end, I wanted to summarize by giving a step-by-step -step method for immunocyte characterization, selective transcriptome analysis and cytokine quantification. It can be divided into three steps. First, we can use flow cytometry to detect tumor-infiltrating immune cells. Second, detect the RNA level by nanostring. And lat but not least, analyze the cytokines that can promote or inhibit cancer. Thanks, Jensen. We really appreciate this approach and also thank you for giving us so much useful and interesting information on oncolytic virotherapy. That's it for today's program. Hope to see you in our next episode.